0: we need more we need more um friendly areas in ottawa i mean it's pretty dog friendly but more outdoor like
1: yeah pools exactly i think that like we mentioned it last week and i remember you talking about it but i think that every public pool at the end of the day where they're draining it it should be dog hour
0: yes i know there's a couple but not all of them yeah there's one like a two-minute walk from my place, and I reached out to the city, and I haven't heard
1: back. Reach out again but and would... again and again. That's what my yes. mom's old neighbors do, and they seem to get a lot of results. <laughs>
0: <laughs> doom, doo <doo-doom>, doom, Let's snooze, snooze, boom. Let's <laughs> Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. My name is
1: Vero. And my name is Heidi,
0: and today we're gonna boop some snoots. Boop, boop some, snoots. some snoots. Boop, boop some, snoots. some snoots. Boop
1: some snoots. <laughs> Always a jingle. We need to just start like writing our own jingles. Yeah. Nail it down. Tidy it up a little bit. You know. Yes.
0: <laughs> Put some like instrumental stuff. I'll play my ukulele on top of my guitar, and I can play the piano <laughs> and the drums. And And the the drums, drums. yeah, and the drums, and Ralph can go (laughs) oh in the
1: background. So can Lou. She can go (laughs) alo.
0: Today I'm going to talk. Actually, I'm going to talk about one of our sponsors. Oh, and speaking of, before we get talking, we would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting us. Let's boop snoots. Holy Raw is a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Raw.
1: And also a big, big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They're located at 501 La Colway, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9 Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram, at Stray Dog Brewing Co., and their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Let's Boop
0: Snoots! And you can find our sponsor's details in this episode's description. Mm. Mm. Yes, you can.
1: Yes, you can. Just
0: scroll until you find it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. What we booping about today?
0: So I'm going to talk about Ralph's food. Okay. More like the frequency of food.
1: Uh-huh. Yes, I'm going to I'm going to talk about all the doggo excitingness I saw on my two week vacay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eyebrows, eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're doing the eyebrows.
1: Eyebrows.
0: What do you call this?
1: Eyebrows, eyebrows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you guys can't see us because somebody might have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call this? <laughs>
1: All right, what's going on with Ralpho's nom noms?
0: Nom noms. Nom nom time. So I listened to the Holy Raw Nutrition podcast because Ooh. they just launched a podcast. Yes. And episode two talks about doing the switch. So kibble to raw food. Mm-hmm. And in the episode, Isabel, who is the owner of Holy Raw Nutrition, talks about the frequency that you should be feeding your pet, whether it's a dog or a cat. Um, and they're different, it's different for both of them. Cats prey more often, so they, um, they hunt more often, so they're fed more frequently during the day. Whereas dogs usually eat, and then they can go like a day or two without eating. Mm-hmm. So she recommends if your pet is older than one, to feed them only once day Hmm. so we've been feeding ralph (laughs) once per day uh yesterday and today and he probably thinks that we're forgetting about him in the evening (laughs) because usually we'll eat and then when we get up from the table he gets like super excited because it's like it's food time well it's not food time anymore.
1: <laughs> oh man, that would mess with things so bad.
0: <laughs> and she also talks about doing it randomly because huh. when you're on a schedule, your dog will start secreting like digestive like secretions and like bile Enzymes. and all that like 20 minutes before the dog even eats. Hmm. And that's why when your dog sometimes like isn't fed or is hungry they'll puke bile oh because it it like your dog will produce this but then if there's no food then they puke Not all the time, but some of the time. This is
1: very interesting because so we just returned from vacation and somebody like we have somebody who lives in our house who was caring for dogs for us. So we came home and there was like a couple of accidents that we think were like protest like accidents as in like, how dare you leave me for like a week? Like, (laughs) who do you think you are? But anyways, but on my first night back... I don't know if it was the timing of us coming back or may- maybe like, I don't, I can't remember whether somebody actually fed them or not. Like on the afternoon that we like arrived home. Cause you know, you get home from vacay and you're unpacking all your stuff and people are just busy. You're getting your laundry. People are showering, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. But Lou, um, first thing in the morning started puking and it was just bile. Like, oh. so she's like, it's a, there, there was no food or anything like that. And then my husband told me that she did that again this morning. So he didn't feed them. So we didn't feed them all day. And we just gave them like a quarter cup, like a food to yeah. have for dinner to see how they're going to do. Also, Gibbons got the Reha, the diarrhea. Oh, no. And I've been giving them a bit of coconut oil. And I'm, I'm wondering if it's just like the fat content of that, like messing oh. with the system again. So we might have to ix- ixnay on the coconut oil eh <laughs> but anyways but I'm yeah. wondering like I was surprised because usually when I see dogs vomit like it's usually like food or they've eaten something bad and then the bile comes later because you're not feeding them or or, or and so there's nothing for them to vomit yeah like, maybe it's because like they are getting better and they are hungry but for her it was like a bile right to begin with so she's not yeah. vomiting up her food or anything like that hmm. huh So it's just that there's too much like enzyme, like bile, like overload, like food enzyme buildup. And so they vomit.
0: Yeah. So they're expecting food, right? Yeah. So I'm sure Ralph at like 530, he starts secreting all of that. Mm -hmm. And then like, if he doesn't receive any food, then he might puke. Okay. Bile. Yeah. But then if you randomly feed your dog, like she says on the podcast that, you know, she feeds them like 8 in the morning and then 8 p.m. And sometimes she'll fast them. So it's kind of like random. So they don't start secreting.
1: Interesting. Things
0: before on a schedule. Very, so.
1: very interesting.
0: So we feed Ralph in the morning now. And <laughs> it's such a big portion that I'm like, I'm wondering if we're doing this correctly. But it takes him forever to eat. Oh my goodness! And at some point, I feel like he's just like looking tired of eating. (sighs) But I'm sure he's going to get used to it. But
1: so you've changed it to random. Like, are you going to randomly do it throughout the day? Well, like, uh, like when whenever you can, because
0: I'm wondering if we could do like one week it's in the morning, and then the next week it's in the evening.
1: Yeah. See, that would be hard for people. Like, when when you really get scientific and, like, particular about, like, certain methods about, like, how to do something really well, like, in any kind of field or whatever, there's always other variables that are are involved with it. So, um, that would be really difficult for me to do in a family of four where we all have our specific routines Mm -hmm. with the dogs. You know what I mean? So, to do, to switch up their feeding schedule to, like, a random thing would, like... I don't even know how we would function doing that because like it would just, I can't guarantee that they would ever get fed because people would be like, <laughs> get did double you feed fed. them? Did I feed them? I fed them yesterday. Wait, we, did I, fe- I think I fed them today. Did I feed them today? Or was I, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it would be like all over the place. Uh, so it would be like really difficult to manage. And the other thing that is a huge part of the majority of people's lives who are like dog owners is their work schedule. Right. So you're feeling yeah. during the day.
0: Well, that's the thing. That's like how random that's as much randomness I'm going to get either yeah. in the morning, morning or, in the or night. And then like maybe on the weekends, like in the middle of the day. Yeah. Or yeah, we do tough. like a fast on the Sunday into Monday. And then that becomes like our switch times.
1: Yeah. See, I'm all fa- I think I might fast them. Yeah. Because it gives them their
0: body to like recover and repair.
1: Yeah. I think I might fast them. How, how often can you fast them? Like once a week? Or once like a week. A, once a week you can?
0: Once a week, yeah. And that's the whole idea about feeding once a day is that they have some time within that 24 hours to like restore and repair. Yeah. Their body's not always like in action mode. Digesting. Yeah.
1: Interesting. I find mm-hmm. that super interesting. Yeah. So
0: Holy Raw Nutrition podcast. It's amazing.
1: Did she say whether it would be different, like, or or is it the same for kibble and raw?
0: That's a good question. I would imagine it's the same.
1: Yeah. I would think the same too. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just worried that like, if I gave my dogs, like, like, did she talk about bloat or like torsion, like stomach torsion?
0: No, but I think your dog's stomach can increase to like 20% its capacity or something like that.
1: Okay, because I know like you they could make do it-, it slowly. Like I've, cause I, I can re- even remember I think one of our earlier episodes when we talked about food and stuff like that, and I can remember like you see like these like warning ads or like memes or posters or whatever for animals and stuff like that, where it talks about stomach torsion. So, mm-hmm. and I can remember us talking about this on a, on an episode, but I don't remember what the practice was where it was like, don't like overfeed them and then take them for exercise right away because like their stomach literally twists and it's like deadly. Like they yeah. die like pretty quickly. You have to be able to recognize like the signs and symptoms like quickly and get them to a vet quickly so especially like i wonder if it's like also increased risk for that
0: no that's a good question and i think like with us in the morning like ralph will eat and Mm -hmm. then we'll just be at home
1: yeah for the day Mm -hmm. whereas in the evening we take him to the park so my question would be like, yeah, are there differences between kibble and raw? My questions would be like, do you have to then monitor their activity after having like a larger meal? Does it increase their risk of stomach torsion,
0: especially mm-hmm. in
1: like the breeds of dogs such as Zivai Marana, where it's like <laughs> that like big brisket and like skinny, yes. skinny hips, you know what I mean? Like yes. where they're a bit more slender in, in the body than, than other dogles, you know? You know you don't don't yes, know? yeah, very interesting, very interesting. so when <laughs> when did you so when did you start doing this with Ralph? so this week
0: uh Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we did three quarters or like two thirds in the morning and then mm-hmm. a third in the evening
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then yesterday was the first day um that we yeah, so we did three days of two-thirds, one-third, and then we're now on our second day of just the full amount in the morning.
1: Hmm. Hmm. hmm.
0: And I've been, like, feeling his belly, because I remember when he was a puppy, Yeah. and he would eat, he'd get, like, a little
1: pot belly. <laughs> so I was like, you have a little pot belly. Oh, look at a little <laughs> pot belly. Um, and how are you finding it with the, like, so sorry, have you had like, like, you've had a day now where like you're not feeding him at all, like in the evening or not? Yeah, yet? we've had two days. Two days. Okay. And does he, like, is he messed up with his routine? Like, is he coming giving you the stare down, like, hey, <laughs> like, or doing his typical yeah. like, tap dancing, like, yeah, exciting? like, and hey, then you're it's like in the evening. <laughs> it's dinner time. <laughs> See, like, Gibbon does this intense stare. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like in every movement you make around the dinner time like yeah every movement you make it's like it's like eyes wide and like ears up and like staring at you like oh oh, oh, <laughs> oh is this it is this it oh she's moving are we oh she's moving is it towards the kitchen is it towards the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: just like so excited well, that's the thing with the random feeding it's like it takes away that right the well I would say it it
1: takes away like the timing of it but it would like if they see you going towards like the the fridge or the bowl or the like whatever routine you're gonna have of setting up the food like as soon as you pull out that container they're gonna be like oh my god it's feeding time (laughs) (laughs) oh my lord it's time it becomes a random but still it is exciting yes exactly oh my god that's so funny I don't know if I could do that with my dogs I want those questions answered first before I would try that. But, like, I have to say that, like, because of Gibbon's, like, sensitive tummy, I want to say inadvertently I have been fasting him from time to time, just, like, with the issues that he's he's had. Mm -hmm. But um, so what are the outcomes or the benefits that you are to see from this style of feeding your dog?
0: I don't know if I'm going to see, like, physically see – any yeah. benefits, but it's I think just, his
1: health. Yeah, it's like long-term health goals, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, but I mean, we've done it two days, <laughs> so far, so good.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard
0: that. I've heard it before, and I was just like, I don't know, but I trust Isabel. <laughs> yeah, she's doing. I mean, if she's doing it with her dog, and she has all no. this knowledge.
1: Well, no, for sure, and I can but, remember. Yeah even Karen Becker talking about that and like on the documentary, their pet fooled Mm -hmm. where they talk about like, you know, where the dog (laughs) comes from, which is like the wolf. And that wolves are not fed at eight o'clock in the morning and five o'clock in the evening. They are not, they just simply are not. And they may get a meal and it might be three days before they eat again. And like this kind of stuff. Um, I wonder too, if like when you go into this fasting or long Periods of time in between eating, if it changes the behavior around the food, like with the dog too, because like that's Ooh. kind of how it is with the pack of wolves too, right? Like the like alphas get to eat first, and then like the rest of them get sort of like the leftovers and stuff. So I mm-hmm. wonder if it you might also expect to see some like resource guarding or that type of thing as well. Hmm. Hmm.
0: So I'm gonna question
1: things to make you go. Hmm. <laughs> All right, I have to make a list,
0: list of questions,
1: a list of cuestiones. Are you ready to hear about my doggy experiences? Yes. I'm vacation, so one of the first places that I went to on my vacation, excuse me, on my vacation with my family was to Vermont, and I have to say, Vermont's like a pretty chill state. We made a stop at the Ben and Jerry's ice cream factory, mm-hmm. and it was hot, hot. Hot, 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 hot hot in Vermont. And it was hot, hot, hot in Boston, which was our second stop. So when uh, our first stop at the Ben and Jerry's factory, there was people that were coming out with like their dogs. It's like this big, mostly outdoor like facility and stuff like that. And it was so funny because like I could see the hot doggies and I kept saying to my family while we were waiting in line for some ice cream. I'm like, I'm like, we need to get, we saw a really skinny dog. And I was like, we need to get that dog some ice cream. Like as a joke, (laughs) well, guess what they have on the menu? Doggo ice cream. Yeah. Yes, they do. So you could very like totally buy like a dog friendly ice cream. So I thought I thought that was cute. I was like, oh my god. I was like, get that dog some ice cream (laughs) for real. And then, um, you know how when you stay in hotels, they always have, like, a huge rack of, like, all the pamphlets of, like, the local attractions and touristy things to, like, do? So, I was, like, looking over that rack at, like, our hotel, and I saw this brochure that's called Dog Mountain. And I was like, a yoink! (laughs) (laughs) I took that, and I was like, well, what is this about? So, it was so funny, because it said, voted Best Vermont Attraction by USA Today. So um, apparently there's this guy named Stephen Huneck who was um, from the state of Vermont and he was an artist and he had labs, I think, or a couple of different types of dogs but anyways he made dog art so he was a dog artist and um when he passed away his family or i'm not sure who it was like whether it was his wife or his family or whatever but they created this dog mountain as sort of an homage to like this artist so um they have like a gallery up there they have a dog chapel they have like they host events and stuff like this and um They have his artwork up there. And it's just like this big, like, first of all, Vermont's gorgeous, like, on its own. It's just, like, big, like, rolling hills, like, and mountains and, like, just a beautiful, beautiful state. Yes. But, um, so anyway, so they have a gallery. So it says the Stephen Hunick Gallery on Dog Mountain housed in an artistically renovated farmhouse. So it's, like, a big, beautiful farmhouse on this big, beautiful hill, (gasps) like, with trees and stuff with a big, (sighs) like, pond, like, at its side. And um, so it was housed in an artistically renovated farmhouse, includes a collection of the Vermont folk artist's original woodcut prints, um, New York Times bestselling Sally, a series of children's books, and furniture and other unique items. And here visitors experience the whimsical, awe inspiring work of Stephen Hunick and can take home a piece of Dog Mountain. So, uh, Dog Mountain, it's a Dog Mountain is set on 150 acres of mountaintop in St. Jonesbury, Vermont. The grounds are always open to people and their dogs. Home to the Stephen Hunak Gallery and the Dog Chapel, this unspoiled haven is covered with hiking trails and dog ponds. Wildflowers abound in the summer and snowshoeing is a favorite activity in the winter. There's a no-leash law on Dog Mountain. Dogs are not just welcome here, they are cherished. <gasps> dogs are yes. free to run, play, swim and best of all, meet oh my other God. dogs. Then on the other part of the pamphlet here, it says dog parties. So I was like, dog parties. It made me think of like the children's book there, like Go Dog Go. And it's like, I remember reading it to my kids and at the end, and it's like, like it's about these dogs racing through the city and like up and down hills and stuff like that. And at the very end of the book, it's like, climb that ladder up to that tree, and on the top, a dog party. And it's like all the dogs like from the book like all partying together. And it's like uh, uh. like super cutely like illustrated. So I was like a dog party. <laughs> I was like a dog party. I was like so excited. But anyways. So it says several times a year, Dog Mountain hosts unforgettable dog parties. Hundreds of people with hundreds of dogs attend these festivities, many meeting friends and returning year after year. Everyone has a ball. And then uh, it tells you about the dates and like the details. Do they have a ball? Like <laughs> 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 and then, um, so they have a chapel up there. So it says like, artist Stephen Hoonett created a one of a kind dog chapel to be in his words. So you look and, and it looks like a very... Like churchy chapel-y sort of like room, and it has like two like um, <laughs> I don't know if I if you can see this barrel, like see the pews the it looks end like of a church that it looks like a church, <laughs> looks, but the, look at the chapel, but look at the end of the pews. So when you look at pews oh, in the yeah. church, they're shaped like dogs. So the yeah. ends of the pews are shaped like like black lobs, and uh, so it says Art- artist Stephen Huna created a one of a kind dog chapel to, uh, to be in his words and it quotes a place where people can go and celebrate the spiritual bond they have with their dogs. It is the largest artwork of my life and the most personal. So, um, thousands of people from around the world visit the Dog Chapel each year. The interior wa- walls are covered floor to ceiling with photos, drawings, letters, and keepsakes left as memorials to, to beloved departed pets. Aww. Aww. that I bet you that's like a sad room. The chapel is a place of quiet and colorful beauty, gentle humor, and profound love. A visit there is a unique and moving experience for all animal lovers. So, I have to say, um, like there was a lot of people at my hotel with dogs there was like a big <gasps> tibetan mastiff that oh was my staying God. on the ground level and like it was a, a total pet friendly like hotel i'm sure like all the other ones were too in vermont like it's like uh, there were a lot of dogs around and this was another quote from Stephen hunek when you when you visit the dog chapel you are totally and in... so i guess he was still living when like when he made this thing maybe it wasn't built as an homage i think like he he created this space and his family yeah. keeps it When you visit the dog chapel, you are totally enveloped with messages of love. It is a very moving experience. Sad, certainly, but also uplifting to see how much everyone cherishes his or her dog. Grieving for a lost dog is one aspect of the dog chapel, but equally important is celebrating the joy of living and the bond between dogs and their owners. (laughs) And then it says all breeds and all creeds are welcome to the dog chapel. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, a very beautiful spot. I was like, "Oh my god." I'm like and my like my family when we went on this trip, we were like, "Anywhere you want to stop." Like you can go. So my husband was like, "Are we going to the dog mountain?" And I was like, "We didn't have time." Like we had a pretty uh, we had a pretty tight schedule, but man, I would love to go back and check out the dog chapel. But yeah. Anyways, I thought that was cool. Uh, and like cool. it was like one of our first stops and I like immediately thought of you and I'm like, "I am bringing this." <laughs> Home with me to talk about on a Let's Boop Snoots. But uh, yes. we'll have to take a trip to Vermont. To yes, dog Mountain. with our snoots. Yes, we should bring our snoots. Yes. And let them run free in the yes. mountains of Vermont. Yes. Yes. Have a dog party. Have a dog party. It <laughs> would be amazing. So, um, the next stop on my trip was in Boston. So, like I mentioned earlier, it was... Love Boston.
0: So hot.
1: I love Boston, but it was hot. It was hot. It was was like (laughs) 42 degrees, like, with the humidity and everything like this. So... It was, like, we went walking around, but I probably sweat, like, the entire volume of fluid in my body, like, several (laughs) times over. Like, I was, like, soaking wet, like, within 10 minutes of, like, being out every day and walking around. So um Boston is a very beautiful city if you haven't been I highly recommend going um there's a lot of old parts to it there's a lot of parks there's a lot of historical aspects to it and in these parks there's like I find there's like fountains like everywhere like these huge fountains everywhere Mm -hmm. so when I saw people like I I kept saying to my as I always do I'm like it's too hot for these dogs people walking their dogs I'm like it's too hot for these dogs it's too hot for these dogs but then when I would go through these parks guess where the doggos go (laughs) to the fountain in the fountains (laughs) (laughs) jumping in and out of the fountains so there was like a a bunch of dogs like in, in, in different parks and stuff like that and there's like tiny little like spritz fountains and then there's like big huge like beautiful like fountains and um one of the huge parks that we were staying close to also had like a big pond area where they had like the little swan boats that you could go in like with your family members and stuff like that i didn't see any dogs swimming in there I'd be curious to know if they were allowed to or not. But Mm. anyways, it was also that would be cool. It was also a very interesting to see.
0: Oh, we need more. We need more um, friendly areas in Ottawa. I mean, it's pretty dog friendly, but more outdoor, like
1: yeah, pools. Exactly. I think that like we mentioned it last week, and I remember you talking about it. But I think that every public pool at the end of the day where they're draining it it should be dog hour
0: yes I know there's a couple but not all of them yeah there's one like a two-minute walk from my place and I reached out to the city and I haven't
1: heard back reach out again and again and again that's what my mom's old neighbors do and they seem to get a lot of results (laughs) (laughs) Or find out who your city counsellor is and reach out to them again and again and again, which yes. is also a tactic that my mom uses. <laughs> that seems to get her results. I might
0: use it. I might Maybe use I'll, it. Do
1: you want know what? Even better, I'll get my mom to reach out again and again and again because she's got <laughs> practice doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, let the doggoes free. But yes, I yes, think it should, it should be like every dog part, especially in the summer on these super hot days. Like... They're doggos? just draining
0: the pool. Let the doggos, doggos in.
1: Exactly. Let the doggos in. There's Let's so many protest doggos it. in my area. Let's protest with signs. Let the doggos in. <laughs> Let the doggos in. Yes. So, two more cute doggo things from my vacation experience. Um, I rounded out the vacation with a weekend up at the cottage. And... Um, We have like a fairly sized like lake. It's pretty quiet. It does have a motor restriction on it. So you didn't get like the big, like noisy boats going past. Like it's a very quiet place to be. And people mostly canoe and kayak. So we were, uh, some friends and I were out floating on my lake, having a good old time. And this lovely couple from up the lake came in like a double kayak where they had not one, not two. (laughs) But three doggos in the kayak with them. <laughs> they were tiny, what like kind? yeah. I think yeah. I think there was like a Yorkie, and then the other two looked like like tiny little like I don't know poodly Bichon Frise type, okay type type things. Like they were all like small dogs. But it was we were like, do you have three dogs in there? And, and the lady was <laughs> like, yes. And her husband was in the back, and she said, well, I've got four, but three of them are trained. So she's. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, shots fired. And we were like having a good laugh at that. So I thought that was super cute. Um, Did they all have little life jackets on? They did not. They were just like (laughs) holding them close in the the boat. And they were like so good. They just like like one sat in her lap, one sat like right in front of her on the kayak, and the other one sat with the husband like in the back. They were just like so well-behaved. It was so cute. It seems like everybody knew because we saw them twice. So it's like everybody had their spot. It was like seating placements at the d- dinner table. Cool. It was cool. Like, this dog goes here. This dog goes here. And this dog goes yeah. here. I had one more thing that like I thought was like super kind of funny and like picturesque as I was taking like we're there the way that our lake is is that there's like a narrow part and then there's like a big huge opening like part and um, our cottage is like in the narrow part but close to where like the big part opens so um, I took my friends for a ride in our tiny little motorboat uh, out into the open lake so they could go and have like a look at it and right when you hit the open lake on the left there's like literally like it's just so picturesque it's like This beautifully done like just cottagey looking like not house not like big mansion on the lake, like a cottagey looking like log cabin. And then they have like a dock that protrudes out with like two big red like Adirondack chairs. And then these people have their a golden retriever who's like of jumping. In. Yeah. In and out of the <laughs> lake. And I was like, this is like literally like a photo like deserving of like cottage life magazine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like seriously. I wanted to snap a photo and be like, this is like best cottage on the lake. And like also just like most like it's it's what you think of when you think of like cottage. I think like that's what that's what it looks yeah. like. Two people hanging out in their big Adirondack chairs with their golden retriever. Like <laughs> hanging out as well like it was just like super cute and then the last thing I just wanted to mention is um across the lake I can remember hearing like a yappy dog like the last few times that I'm up there and I was like it's kind of like annoying and stuff but then like as I spent more time like on the lake I realized this family's routine across the lake so across the lake there's these uh there's this couple and they have like this tiny little again like it's like a white Furry. I don't know whether it's a miniature doodle or whether it's a bichon frise or whatever, but it's like a little floof ball. And he <laughs> like walks at his owner's like heels like and by her side, like every movement that she makes, like she's going to get the boat or she's going up to get a coffee. The dog's like right there at her side. So when they jump in the lake to have a swim, <laughs> the dog has like a complete freak out. So he's he he like just hangs at the edge of the dock and he's like, like just like keeps going like that like over and over again and you're like okay guys like come on man like yeah and then they start swimming up the lake and the dog follows along the shoreline making these noises like all the way along and then they swim back and then the dog and like on their way back like then he eventually comes and then he eventually jumps off the dock and then perches on her shoulder and then they swim around for like a half an hour or whatever and then he stops and then they get out together
0: (laughs) but this is like the routine
1: do they not
0: could he not jump in initially
1: (laughs) i know that's what i'm just like (laughs) some work needs to be done here (laughs) (laughs) but oh my god it's funny because like even if we're like like slightly away from the water like up on our deck or whatever and you hear the like i'm like oh they're going for a swim like (laughs) and then eventually like it ends and then you can go down and have a peek and you see the dog perched on her shoulder in the water and they're just like going for a little swimsies together but anyways i just found it like super totally hilarious (laughs) oh my goodness
0: is a Bichon Frise looking like a little
1: rat? Yes, he, he does look down? like, oh, 100 p percent. Hondo. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah, like a little round rat. Oh, my goodness. Now, did you go to an event this weekend?
0: I did. Ooh. Earlier to, well, yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you mind if we boop about that?
0: Yeah, no, we can definitely boop about that. So I went to a um, Eastern Ontario potcake rescue event. So it was at the fire hall um, just outside of Ottawa. And so they had like the fire trucks and families were going and the kids could go in the fire trucks and all that. And there was a bunch of vendors and the dog rescue organization for potcakes. They were there to do like a bake sale and all of that So I couldn't really stay, but I dropped off some cupcakes. (laughs) So I made some cupcakes designed like dogs. Mm -hmm. So it actually looks like a little like Shih Tzu, uh, my cupcakes. Oh my God, that's so (laughs) cute. So we dropped those off and we brought Ralph with us. And we saw that puppy that I saw at the puppy yoga again. So he was there as well. And he's so freaking cute. So we're trying to make a decision on what we want to do. Tell Describe him he's, to everybody. He is a Malamute, possibly Husky, possibly German Shepherd mix. And he's just so floofy. He's got the biggest paws. Like, they're too big for his body. Oh my god, and he does. he has, like, the best temperament. Like, he's just calm and he's super smart. And... Yeah,
1: I love His name it, is Jones. Oh my God, the paws are like they're they're so big. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Oh yeah. My God, he's adorbs though. He's super adorbs.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, very adorable.
1: There's been like tiny little vids of him, like little snippets, little TikToks. They yeah, doing some, cutie some rollovers. Yeah, he is a very, 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 very cute. Yes, very, so we did very that cute. today. Um, it was quite busy. Oh, yeah?
0: Yeah. That's good. That's good for them. I guess with for all them. the families and their kids and the fire trucks and the firemen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm always happy when like events like when you're planning outdoor events like that, it's like super weather dependent, right? Like it's and that's mm-hmm. sort of how it goes the whole summer. It's like you make plans for something and then you cross your fingers for things to go well. So it's nice for an organization like that to get like a beautiful day, like at a venue like you mentioned, where they get a huge turnout. Like, yeah, that's uh <laughs> can you hear some barking? I can hear some barking. Barking. <laughs> <laughs> Borcareu, Ralph Arino, Ralph Arino, Borcareu.
0: <laughs> and Ralph was pretty good; like he was just kind of following us, and
1: yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yes, that and he had awesome. so <laughs> he had. I put a little bandana on him, and his name was on it, Ralph.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. And
0: this lady approached us because they had a lot of like dogs that are being fostered that will be up for adoption. So this lady's like, is this one an adoptable? They're <laughs> like, no. My boyfriend was like, it depends on the time of day. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, we were kind of walking and people were looking at him like,
1: oh, we're like, no, oh he's God. mine. <laughs> Don't even think about it. <laughs> you, you need to get a collar if you're going to be going to these events that says like taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah not for you imagine no do like go for you so many applications for Ralph oh you should yeah you should just for fun just to see what kind of turnout he would get <laughs> we can Aww. have a competition I'll bring Gibbon and Lou and you bring Ralph and we'll see who gets the most like <laughs> <laughs> <That'd>
0: <laughs> applications
1: funny. that would be funny oh I remember one more story to tell for my vacation <gasps> And it's, I only wanted to bring this up and it's not actually from my vacation, it's from returning home from my vacation. But um, I've, I've, I know that I have mentioned on several occasions a dog in our neighborhood. So when we take our dogs for a walk, we go across the street to a park, and then there's a big open area along a hydro line where we off leash them. And there's people's like, like sort of townhouse units whose backyards back onto that like huge open part where the hydro line is. And our routine is like whenever we go out gibbon runs the, like to the third like backyard down because there's a big huge rottweiler that lives there and he'd always jump the fence and like they don't bark at each other or anything like that but so i'd always say oh you're going to say hi to your friend or you going to say hi to your friend and they would just like gibbon would be jumping at the fence and the dog like there's a fence and then a like a tiny little patch of like like area of grass and then the backyard fence so like there's like a space in between them, but so the Rottweiler would be jumping up on his side of things, and he's like, he's like a big tank, like beefcake, and I always called him Tank, but I guess his name was Ace, and Ace doesn't never got walked in the neighborhood, like you would never see him out on leash, and it's because his owner was older, and had like health problems, so when we returned from vacation, um, my mom had come to let our dogos out that day, and she stuck around, and there was When she took our doggos out for their walk there, there was people hanging around Ace's fence. And they started talking to my mom. And unfortunately, Ace's owner has passed away. So people didn't really know what was going on because the dog was left alone in the house. And I said, well, they need to call the SPCA if that's the case. But apparently somebody was trying to go over to try to feed him. And the dog was not eating because he seems like, lonely because like his owner's gone because I think it was just him and his owner in that house all the time like no matter what so the dog was not like responding very well so I haven't heard an update on what happened there but I will I will do a follow-up boot but that's a very that's a very sad story I'm sorry to end (laughs) This episode was like another like super like sad story but anyways um, I there was somebody in the neighborhood who had potentially offered to take him and it was funny because like when I heard about this I told Vero I'm like so do you want a rottweiler? <laughs> <laughs> who wants a rottweiler? Who wants a Rottie? Yeah. Who wants a Rottie? Oh my god. I wish I could take him but. Yes. That's a lots of, it little that dog would take a lot of space. Yes, he would take a lot of space and he would mm-hmm. need a lot of work and I think he would need a diet first and <laughs> He's a yeah. big old tank. He's a lot of rotty. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of a, rotty. A of rotty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aw, well I hope he finds a home.
1: Oh, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Poor Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Is that a rap? I
0: think that's a rap.
1: Oh my god. That's goodness. a rap.
0: That's but a rap. before we end the show <laughs> <laughs> we wanna make sure that you guys check out Holy Raw Nutrition. Uh, Holy Raw Nutrition is a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. We would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all-natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. I order all of my food for Ralph from Holy Raw, and I listen to their (laughs) podcast. That has great information, and I only have great things to say about them. Um, So we are so thankful um, to have them as a sponsor you can find them on their website holyrawnutrition.com holy raw as in h o l i r a w nutrition.com thank you holy raw
1: And also a big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 LeCole Way, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays till 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots! They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at StrayDog Brewing Co. And their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog. And we'll be dropping in for a brewski sometime soon. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Let's Boop Snoots. And that's it.
1: That's it. Join us
0: next week on Let's Boop Snoots. Boop! Boop.